Hey everybody and welcome to episode 14 of the Water Trio Astrology Podcast. I'm back with the lovely Cassandra and Alicia. Welcome team. Hey. Hello. So we are very excited because we're just fresh off the back of our Sydney uh, sort of live event looking at the astrology of 2019 uh, and we're together not in person now which is which is 20 after earlier this week <laughs> but we're going to have a look at the astrology of the week starting Monday February 4th which has a really nice new moon to kick off the week in Aquarius mm-hmm. uh, which will be sextile Jupiter in Sag and there's a really nice sun sextile Jupiter aspect coming up later this week Chinese New Year is happening this week as well because mm-hmm. we've got the second new moon after the December solstice. Uh, so I guess kicking off, it's kind of like the first episode of a new month and we've got a new moon. How are you girls feeling about it? Any thoughts on the Aquarius new moon? I'm looking forward to just the insights that potentially will come along with it. You know, Aquarius is always innovative and breakthroughs and perspective, new perspectives on things. So, yeah, I feel like, and it's going to be forming that nice sextile to Jupiter, as you said. So, I feel like it'll be drawing in that lovely brainstorming, quite heady, you know, throwing ideas up against the wall and and really seeing what sticks. But I feel like those ideas will be out of a brand new place, um, probably from a brand new kind of perspective. So, yeah, that's my sense on it all. It does have that kind of fresh, you know, out of the blue kind of tone to it. Uh, What are your thoughts, Cass? I'm just very happy to have a lunation that's not an eclipse. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so that will be kind of nice just to get back into some uh, new moon intentions and just, you know, feeling those vibes without any kind of impending doom attached. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, you know, the fact that Mercury is sort of in the mix, I think, is kind of nice as well. Um, you, You know, I know he's sort of, you know, working up towards a retrograde phase, but just having, you know, him near the new moon, I think it's kind of nice and might, as you said, Lishi, help promote or um, encourage some of those, you know, fresh insights or revelations that can happen around um, that Aquarius energy anyway. Yeah, the Mercury vibe this week is quite nice because the moon does get to Mercury shortly after the new moon itself. Um, but the fresh insight visionary, I do think it's a very forward looking kind of new moon and not having that eclipse angsty tone to it mm. definitely lifts. It feels like there's going to be a lightness to this. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. It's just after what having a couple of months of lunations that were eclipses, it's just going to be, oh, you know, just kind of feeling like there's a, a normal about it now. A um, little bit, you know less uh, uh, turning points and dynamic, like it's just a fresh start and then we can build, uh, you know, this period through until sort of August when the uh, full moon in Leo happens. Mm. And I also feel like, you know, Aquarius, I love the stepped back nature of Aquarius. You know, it, it kind of, it thinks before it acts, you know, there's a calmness and a neutrality to it that I love. So I think even more, you know, it, it's it's different to the way the buffet of crazy that these eclipses have been you know it's kind of like you know <laughs> yeah just a bit more neutral which one of you started that phrase because i only it was you from either of you 
buffet of crazy. Yeah, January. I know we talked about that for our live event, but that idea of January being a little bit hectic and, yeah, this because it is more of a calm lunation. Um, it's that de- sort of slightly detached or just big picture or, you know, I'm, I'm standing back and taking it all in rather than being in the thick of it and maybe being overwhelmed by it, which is nice. Yeah. And it does have a humanitarian kind of quality to it as well. You know, Aquarius is always trying to get the big picture and, and, and look after everybody um, and they don't love the drama. Um, so, yeah, hopefully this will – if there is dramatics going on, you know, you could be sending intentions this month around being able to step back from the drama um, and see it from a clear point of view and a, or a new perspective so you don't get dragged into it because – drama is really the last thing that needs to be dragging our energy back as we're heading into the Saturn South Node period that's starting in a few months. So yeah, I feel like it can give us a new, a new level of coolness so that, yeah, I feel like our emotions will really get triggered, potentially get triggered if we allow them, especially with the um, retrograde coming up in in Pisces that I'm sure we will get to. Yes, we will. I don't know. I feel like the new moon in Aquarius is a chance to get a little bit of clarity, you know, because it's such a lovely, rational kind of air sign. Um, And I think that's one thing that sets this week in February apart from the rest of the month is we do have the sun and Mercury in Aquarius. Mm. Um, You know, the very end of this week, Sunday the 10th, um, we have Mercury move into Pisces. So it's kind of like take advantage of that more clear, rational energy of Mercury in Aquarius while you can. Uh, Because even though, of course, we'll have the sun in Aquarius for the rest of the month, uh, Mercury won't be there. So that's definitely going to change our kind of thinking perspective. Um, yeah. And I'd just be nice to have a little bit of an insight to uh, the other side of Saturn right now because we've got such Capricorn Saturn vibe. It'd just be nice to have the Aquarian Saturn vibe for a bit instead. Yep. Although earlier that day, doesn't Venus move into Capricorn? So she's kind of the one leading the cheer, but I feel like she's doing things in a, you know, a little bit nicer way than what's been happening so far. Yeah, she's definitely going to try to soften the Capricorn landscape, Um, but it is nice to get that contrast. I I was very happy when the sun left Capricorn this year, just to have the sun, like that main, one of the main luminaries in a sign different from Saturn and the South Node and Pluto. Um, And one of my favorite aspects all month is coming up this week, which is the sun in Aquarius, sextile Jupiter and Sag. Mm. Um, That's happening about 18 degrees Aquarius and Sag. It'll be Thursday in Canada and the States and Friday if you're in Australia. Uh, I just think that's going to bring, it's going to help something come together maybe a little bit easily. And it's certainly going to bring some sort of offering. I feel like the sun is helping activate that Jupiter and Sag gift or opportunity and saying yes to something at the end of this week, uh, you know, could be really an amazing thing to do. But what are your thoughts on that aspect, gals? Are you excited about it as well? Um, Yes, I am. I think that will be really nice. Um, probably just my own personal bias there. I think the Mercury sextile um, Jupiter, it would be sort of Sunday in the States, but Monday here at 18 degrees would be nice too. But, yeah, I mean, after uh, the period that we've had, that Sun sextile Jupiter is certainly going to bring up 
uh, you know, just kind of like putting the, the the big wigs, the big guys, the ones that have got the, the you know larger than life sort of radiance and warmth, supporting each other, um, is definitely uplifting. There's possibility there, um, and you know anything that's interacting with Jupiter in a good way right now is you know an opportunity. I think to uh, you know place your bets on that you know go, move mm. forward with that um and take the going while it's good you know yeah what was your saying the other day cast make hay while the sun shines yeah true mm. yeah i mean this is such a positive aspect between two classically positive planets a nice little sextile just to activate that courage and confidence of the sun and to maybe bring through a bit of wisdom or knowledge of jupiter I mean, I always think about with Sun Jupiter, the idea of, you know, mentorship or learning or, you know, finding a teacher that is really going to help take you to the next level or you recognizing that you, uh, you know, are ready to take that next step yourself. It's, it's sort of a confident inducing, like believe in yourself, take that leap of faith, take that risk, uh, you know, jump and the net will appear. That's kind of it. thing. Yeah. As we were discussing the other day, all our, you know, our Jupiterness. it's like if that opportunity comes your way, just say yes, sort yeah. out the details later. Totally. Yeah. Because yeah. there's totally. always that wiggle room with Jupiter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think there's that willingness for people to meet you and part way or to work with you because this week is also like there's a few different sextile aspects coming through. So it does feel like I think we've got Mercury sextile Mars and Mercury sextile Uranus. Yep. So there is some collaboration and connection coming through, I think. Yeah. I think when there's a series of sextiles, there's this something's trying to connect something's trying to come together it just needs a little bit of a coaxing or a goaded it's got a goaded quality to it it's not uh that time to rest on your laurels or she'll be right mate it's a little bit more like okay there's a carrot dangling here i'm going to do mm. what i can to kind of you know take that bite so it's a little bit of a hunger behind a sextile i find yeah, that's a really great way of describing it, Cass. There's like a hunger and I think it's like there's a gift on the table and you don't want to leave it there. Like you don't want to leave it on the table because it's just, it's just right there. It's like it's amazing and it's within your reach kind of thing. Mm. Mm. It's like you're being invited, you're being offered an invitation, but you're the one that's actually got to turn up at the party, you know. it's Totally. It's, it's not like Cinderella where a carriage is going to just turn up and magically take you there. You have to make the effort, you know, book the Uber, jump in the taxi, whatever you need to do to get there and I feel like you know with this as well because it's between air and fire it's like I just get a feeling of these passionate ideas that will come up you know the what we're already talking about with the new moon this almost enhances that energy because it's between that Jupiter and, and Aquarius um, Sag and Aquarius again so you know any ideas that you have any in, uh, you know new thoughts of how to bring this Jupiter and Sagittarius more up into life um, and breathe more life into it is an avenue to follow 
A hundred percent. I think that's a really great point, Leash. Like this is fire and air coming together. And these are the two young or yang, like they're the hot elements. They are mm. about action and activity. They are about stimulating and energizing and activating things. So given that we're also very new in the moon cycle, you know, we have a new moon at the start of the week, which means we've got a waxing, growing moon. You know, it's like a baby moon, but it's very enthusiastic. It's very energetic. Um, other than of course, when it hits Neptune, but <laughs> For the most part, the moon is on that that waxing tone. And, uh, you know, there is definitely, it's like being drawn forward. You know, sometimes I say to people, you know, here's, you know, I had this, I had some clients pop in this week and um, they had needed an event chart for a thing. And it's something they'd been dragging their heels about for a while. But I sort of said, look, here's a really nice time astrologically if you start getting planned and ready for this and it all comes together smoothly, take that as confirmation that this mm. is, you know, the right time to do this thing. And, you know, because I always say to people, if you start doing things and you hit roadblock after roadblock, you got to listen to those signs basically. Because I do believe when you're kind of in that right alignment, the way forward kind of opens up almost like, you know, God parting the Red Sea for Moses kind of thing. Like when you're really in alignment and it's a good time to do what you need to do. It's not that you won't have to put effort in, but your effort should get you results. And that's the feeling with this Sun Jupiter kind of energy is, you know, if you start something and you're getting positive feedback or the first step comes together more easily than you think, use that as encouragement just to go as far as you can because there is a real, you know, Jupiter's helping grease the wheels this week. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So are there other aspects that you guys are really excited for this week? I do like Mars squaring the nodes. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's at, what, 21? So Mars will be at 21 Aries and then, oh, Uh, no, sorry, uh, 26 maybe? 25, 26, yes, sorry. I've still got that uh, Mars-Pluto square in my head. Mars-Pluto square, yeah. (laughs) Understandably, that one's a hard one to shake. (laughs) Um, You know, I really enjoy... um, when you know a planet squares the nodes from the perspective that there is a t- real turning point there, um, it's this opportunity, at least with uh, Mars breaking old patterns, what's not working. So you were just saying if you find yourself just trying to push against things and it's not working, it's not working. There's your sign. So the Mars square the nodes might be that that reminder. Okay, I'm pushing against something here and it's not working. I need to take a a course correction or a different direction to make this work for me um, and Mars you know in Aries having the courage to recognize perhaps I've got to do things a little bit differently and it's not just about headbutting that wall consistently to try and get what I want it's uh, maybe adopting a little bit more of a strategic approach or whatever is necessary mm. it's a habit-breaking opportunity that's how I see this one that's a great turn of phrase, Cass. Do you have any thoughts on this leash? Um, not really. Okay. <laughs> Except- I love it. That's no, okay. Just, just, I was just thinking, you know, just using the knife to slice away, you know, that, that whole surgeon's knife analogy with Mars um, to just slice away, keep slicing away at what's needed. I really feel like this whole year is going to be about pattern breaking and habit breaking and moving forward. So yeah, this is definitely one time using those nodes, the activations to the nodes to do it. So I think, you know, that roadblock analogy that you were talking about, almost like I 
it's not to say you can't keep going down that road, but when you meet those roadblocks, try and work out what they are. Is it that you're definitely not meant to go down that path or are you limiting yourself in places? Are there habits and patterns coming up where you're stopping yourself? And therefore, if that's what's happening, use that knife to slice those away so you can keep going. It's a fine line, isn't it? And it actually reminds me of a conversation I had over dinner at UAC with a fellow astrologer last year. It's like, you know, we it's a real kind of easy a lot of people buy into the thinking, oh, if it doesn't serve your higher purpose or if it's not right for you, it's toxic, cut it out. But And, yeah, that's definitely often um, a necessary thing. But where is that then just kind of counterbalance with, no, I just need to try a little bit harder. I need to persist with this for longer. I need to be, show more perseverance or determination. Um, yeah, and, I mean, that's a choice that everybody has to to make that is right for them when we're talking about mars you know mars often does represent having to choose because choosing this option means you go in this direction which means you then don't go in that direction and you don't get that option so um yeah and i find when mars squares the nodes it's it is a real kind of turning point uh especially if it plays into something in your own uh chart yeah and i feel like you know We've gone so later on in the week, you know, the aspect I'm looking at is Mercury moving into Pisces. Um, and the fact that the retrogrades are going to be happening in there, it's it's almost like a perfect time to really be doing that self-examination, turning our minds inwards and examining those patterns that are coming up and, and what's, what's stopping us. Um, because often we are our own worst enemies in things. And I feel like with this Pisces energy, yeah, that there's, yes, it's going to be crazy and all over the place and it's going to be hard to be focused on the external world, but I feel like it's a real chance to be contemplative and meditative and and just letting things bubble up from inside, come to the surface. So... Yeah. 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 Look, I do definitely agree on the Mars square nodes. Um, I think that's going to be exact on Saturday. I think everywhere, 26 Aries to the nodes at 26 Cancer Capricorn. And I always love that image of, of Mars as a cutting or a slicing like Mars, the knife, the surgeon's knife. You know, it's, it's a very powerful tool. Uh, you just want to use it with awareness, basically, just to make sure that you are doing, you know, doing the cuts that need to happen. And that square, the nodes is a condition known as the bendings that shows up a fair amount in the medieval literature. And they do send, seem to give some prominence or significance to planets when they're at that sort of turning point between, you know, the North node and the South node. So definitely those themes around adjustment or transition, and then the cutting um, or the slicing, slicing and dicing that needs to happen to allow you to make the shift or to create some of the progress and momentum that you're looking at um and then it's like a totally different energy the next day when mercury goes into pisces it's like what did i cut off again yeah why <laughs> what like forgetfulness oh, is that likely oh <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't know there's like a lot of talk about mercury in in pisces i know we spoke about it sort of personally over the uh, last few days when we're all together in sydney but i'm kind of a oh, you know, quote me on this, I'll probably change my mind, but um, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be a bit of a funky ride, but I think it's going to be kind of cool, you know. Uh, we have had 
so much intensity in the sky these last little bit i think this will just be kind of like a little bit of a yeah there's going to be the confusion and the chaos you know drunken dazed and confused and stuff but it might be nice just to sort of check out of reality a little bit not too much of course but <laughs> um, it might just be that opportunity to do that and uh, with all the heaviness that's kind of lingering in the skies this might just be yeah bugger it I'm gonna go and like drink that wine and watch that Netflix or I'm just gonna go to the beach and do what you know makes me feel good for the moment or read that book um, you know, just that little bit of escapism, I think, is just going to be kind of helpful. Um, and it might be allowing yourself to do that will give you those, you know, beautiful Mercury in Pisces creative insights that can help you uh, deal with or reshape the reality of whatever else is going on in the Capricorn side of life for you. Yeah. It seems like the perfect antidote to the control totally. and, you know, that authoritarian stuff that's going on in Capricorn mm. it's like okay you know actually on this part of my life I'm gonna take my hands off the wheel and just see where the universe wants me to be and let go a bit which for me it's almost like peeling my fingers off the wheel one at a time so yeah <laughs> I feel like everybody's gonna have a different response to yes. totally. you know the Mercury and Pisces for sure uh, so it is, I think it's key for people just to know, yeah, there is that shift coming and the mental energy or the energy around communication and deal-making and organizations is going to shift. Uh, so I know, I think we had talked about this. I don't know. I can't remember. I've done a few, uh, talking <laughs> events recently. Um, but definitely that idea of if you have travel to book or you've got some long range planning or scheduling logistical stuff to do, I would try and get it done this week the, before Mercury goes into Pisces, if you can, um, for me personally, like Mercury in Pisces, as you guys have said, it's going to be great for tuning out for taking like maybe a social media or a tech detox, great for inspiration. But I know for me personally, you know, I've got to book flights for the Norwalk conference coming up in Seattle in May. And my plan is to get those finalized, uh, before Mercury moves into Pisces. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're in the same boat too, Cass, right? We, we, we both talked about, yeah, we don't want to do that after Mercury goes into Pisces. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but if you've got any creative projects, especially writing ones to be doing, it's the perfect energy to be doing it. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to actually finally getting in and starting, you know, getting some information up and writing some articles for the new website. So, you know, I'm really looking forward and I'm blocking out that next week just to work on that, to kind of try and get those creative vibes working and, and tap into that juicy Jupiter of mine in Pisces. Totally. I mean, that's one of the things to remember. That's a good point, Leash. If you do have planets in Pisces or maybe Pisces is your 10th house of career or your 7th house of relationships, the longer cycle, because Mercury is going to be in Pisces for two months, um, mm. this can actually help, you know, if you've got a planet in Pisces, Mercury is going to help you speak from that planet or, you know, get to know that planet a bit better. And whatever house area, you know, you've got Pisces in your chart, there's going to be a lot more um, opportunity to learn and connect in that area of life um, for sure. And this week, um, yeah, I don't know. Is there any other astro for this week? Or no, do I don't we, think so. There's it's nothing. kind of, it's not super crazy, is it? It's, That's how different February is from January. 
Was yeah. Venus moving into Capricorn earlier on the Monday or did we talk about that I last episode? I think we might have talked about it because it's happening on the Sunday um, in Canada and the States. It's over the split I, weeks. Well, I mean, we can yeah. talk about it for sure. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm already in Pisces in um, – <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to take me back. (laughs) Take me back. I mean, I guess we should just quickly summarize. Venus does move into Capricorn Sunday the 3rd, um, Monday the 4th, just depending on where you are. So that's a more grounded, stabilizing energy coming in relationship-wise. So this is our first full week of that, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and I just yeah. like the – for me, it's about the wisdom access that you can get from Capricorn, and I just feel like it's kind of tapping into our own values and getting some wisdom um, around what we need to be doing and where we need to be realigning ourselves. Like the January really hit off and targeted all that Capricorn energy for us, and I feel like a lot of us have some ideas now on what needs to be done. So Venus is going to bring in maybe some conversations or people or some wisdom and insight into how we can heal that energy or connect with others who can help us heal that energy and move forward into the year for sure yeah she's definitely going to soften up you know the places that have been a bit dry and a little bit maybe barren for sure Mm. um so any announcements then as we're getting to the end of this week anything you guys have going on first week of feb uh yes I yes. have my, uh, I'm speaking for the uh, Association of Young Astrologers on the Thursday night in the States. Uh, so it's the dinner and drinks event and uh, therefore it is Friday afternoon lunchtime here in Oz. So I'm going to be speaking on one of my favorite topics, which is aversion in the birth chart. Oh, excellent. Um, so just a brief rundown of what that technique is. Um, and then basically just, you know, let's check our charts and chat about it. So pretty informal and fun. Um, so it's a free event. And if you're not a member of AYA, I think it's like 20 US, I think, a year to sign up for that. Then you get a back catalogue of a ton of mm-hmm. awesome uh, content from um, astrologers. So for you, 20 bucks, you get a lot of Jupiter juice, a lot of wisdom <laughs> on yes. their back catalogue. So um, if you can join um, us, uh, if you go to their Facebook page um, and click on the, so it's uh, Association for Young Astrologers, click on their events and you'll find all the details on there. We'll put we'll pop it in the show notes for this episode as well. Awesome. Fantastic. Um, Lise, do you have anything that you've got going on? I feel I realize I've got lipstick on my teeth, but you've probably got something <laughs> much more uh, elegant than that. Um, uh, I'm wearing I've, a Metallica t shirt, so yeah. a bit of elegance all around, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I've got my new moon gathering on the Sunshine course, Coast on the Monday awesome. night, but it's already sold out. So, oh, um, well, yeah. get in early for next month if anyone's interested. Yes. That'd yes. be a nice one. That's yeah. on the beach. Yeah, well, and that's no surprise, yes. Leash, given this is such a lucky kind of positive new moon. That's yeah. great to hear. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, if anyone is on the Sunshine Coast and you want to come to my new moon events, uh, go on and like my Facebook page, which is uh, forward slash future frequency. Excellent. And I've got uh, my last live event in Sydney will be Thursday night, the 7th, 
on the sun sextile Jupiter day, which was done intentionally. Uh, so I'm doing a talk in Crow's Nest, uh, seven o'clock start, I think. And we'll be looking at passion and purpose in the birth chart uh, to sort of try and answer the question of what should I do with my life? Uh, it is a live event in Sydney. So if you're in Crow's Nest and you want to come along, uh, that's fantastic. But I know many of our listeners are not in Australia and this, there will be an audio recording and the PDF presentation will be available. So I've said to people, if you can't make it live, but you'd still like the information, just register and everyone who registers will get all the information. So all the training basically. So that's coming up for me this week. Uh, yeah, because I'm still in Sydney, which I'm very happy about. Uh, usually the weather's good, but today is a little bit cooler, hence a scarf. Uh, <laughs> After 38 degrees yesterday. I know, it was such a change, such a crazy change. I was really enjoying that high heat. Uh, but I guess you can find out more about each of us. Uh, Alicia is online at futurefrequency.com.au. Is that right, Leash? Yeah. And Cass is at CassandraTyndallAstrology.com. I can never remember. No, no, no it's astrology. just CassandraTyndall.com. Yeah. It's long <laughs> enough as it is. That's true. It is. Uh, and I'm at Kelly'sAstrology.com. So thank you all for listening this week and we look forward to catching you all up very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.